people want and are demanding more out of their doctor's interaction with them. And so it's, it's unfortunate though, what we're dealing with here is a system that's so oriented towards what's your problem, let me give you something for it and leave. You know, the, in the allopathic community, the medical practitioners, they get patients coming in with all of these issues and they've got 20 minutes to solve it. And it's just not realistic. They don't have the time to spend with a person, to really engage with them, to figure out what's going on. So people are saying, I'm done with that. Hello, good day, greetings, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. If you are not familiar with us, we are a mind and body-based supplement company that is dedicated first and foremost to promoting brain and body health through non-invasive nutritional means. For more information about us and our products, visit truehopecanada.com. Today, I welcome Dr. Tom Waldorf to the show. Dr. Tom is a chiropractor who focuses on holistic and integrated medicine. He was inspired to find missing treatment protocols for peripheral neuropathy and has spent the last 20 years refining the treatment process in providing patients with the hope of recovery. Dr. Tom currently owns his own practice employing other healthcare practitioners, which include massage therapists, estheticians, exercise physiologists. Using the experience of his 30-year career, Dr. Tom now focuses on the holistic practices of physical medicine, wellness, nutrition, weight management, and personal and industrial injuries. Today, we will discuss pain management and mental health. Enjoy the show. All right. Dr. Tom, welcome to True Hope Cast. Great to have you here. How are you? What is going well? You know, I'm doing fantastic. Loving the weather. Finally, uh, the snow has left <laughs> the building. <laughs> we don't have to be uh, uh, staying in our uh, places anymore to stay warm. So that's a real wonderful thing. Get ready, get the kayaks out and the bikes and uh, start enjoying the summertime amazing yeah well that's that's great yeah i mean we were just talking just before i hit record here that you're in reno nevada and then we had a conversation about snow like you learn something new every day <laughs> yeah you wouldn't think reno nevada high desert is close to the snow it is it's 30 minutes away so it's pretty nice i like it that's great well as an introduction to our listeners why don't you give us a little bit of an intro of who you are and what it is that you do uh, well, Dr. Tom Waldorf, I'm a chiropractic physician, um, started uh, over 30 years ago getting into healthcare, uh, was always interested in uh, a multidisciplinary approach to healthcare, that not one doctor has the solution for everybody. So um, when I first got out of school, went and worked with another chiropractor, and within three months I was asked to come and do a research project with the university I was from and worked with 12 physical therapists, occupational therapists, occupational doctors and orthopedists uh, for three and a half years and, and got to really see how well different disciplines could work together to solve patients' injuries and, and the pain that they, they go through. Uh, so from that, uh, right from there, I wanted to stay in that type of environment and so I spent the next 30 years uh, trying to get a team of people together, educating them on the benefits of us working together, 
And unfortunately, uh, healthcare, or as I like to call it, sick care, really likes to keep people separated and siloed. Um, and I've worked from pharmaceutical companies to supplement companies to all the different disciplines, all the different type of injuries. And we are just, I think, now in 2022, open to the concept of there being more than one provider helping a patient. And so that's my passion. That's really what we're doing at Active Life Integrated Health. Uh, we have nurse practitioners. We have exercise physiologists. I have an orthopedic surgeon that comes in, a couple chiropractors, massage therapists. We're now looking at bringing in some therapists for mental health. Uh, so we're looking at the whole human being, not just, I hurt my back, because uh, that's just not realistic anymore. There's so much more to it. Wow, and I get, I get patients coming in and I get patients coming in and saying, why did, why did my back all of a sudden start hurting? And they said, well, could it be the stress that I'm going through? <laughs> and I said, absolutely, it could be your stress. So let's, let's talk about dealing with your stress. So, yeah, it's, there's so much more to the human being than um, I need to replace your appendix. You know, there's just so much more to us than that. I certainly agree with you in regards to this switch in opinion and belief around the idea of having multiple disciplines um, attending to an individual and looking at things at, from different angles. But now you just mentioned that, you know, we're in 2022 now and people are starting to be open to this and even, you know, medical practitioners are, are kind of being alert to this. What, what's changed? What do, you, mm -hmm. what do you think now in 2022 we are seeing this this psychological shift and when it comes to healthcare, sick care, whatever you want to call it? It's the patients. You know, people want and are demanding more out of their doctor's interaction with them. And so it's, it's unfortunate, though, what we're dealing with here is a system that's so oriented towards what's your problem, let me give you something for it, and leave. You know, the, in the allopathic community, the medical practitioners, they get patients coming in with all of these issues and they've got 20 minutes to solve it. And it's just not realistic. They don't have the time to spend with a person, to really engage with them, to figure out what's going on. So people are saying, I'm done with that. I don't want that anymore. So you get the doctors, the concierge doctors, right, that are... Well, I'll spend time with you and you pay me a certain amount every year and I'll spend more time with you. Not everybody can afford that, though. So there's got to be a better approach. And from my perspective, the better approach is make sure you have the right doctor for your condition. And unless you're integrated and there are multiple providers within that practice, you can't really do that. So I get patients coming from orthopedists, patients coming from physiatrists, pain management doctors, and they're like, well, I've got this pain and nobody really knows what to do with it. And I said, has anybody explained it to you? No, I don't understand what's going on. So the biggest thing is patients want to know what is going on with them. They want to be educated. They want to know how to manage it. They want to know what they can do. And that's really what we do in the practice is we, we give patients hope. Um, we give them the tools to be able to self-manage. Uh, 
And then we're here, and like I tell patients all the time, we're not here to fix you. We're here to be your coach, your trainer, your, your feedback to what you're dealing with. And we're basically here to give you what, the tools you need to get to that ultimate level of your own personal health, whatever that looks like for you. So you think that and people that, that's are That's why looking... it's happening. Yeah, certainly. So do you, do you think people are looking for better care or they're looking for more when it comes to their, let's say, general practitioner? And I wonder, do you see a particular um, age demographic that comes and sees you? Because I think a lot of people that, that, that move towards a functional, holistic practice are people who have been let down by the allopathic model for 10 20 years and they can see that they're not quite getting the results that they want to ex they expect they can see through this kind of mm -hmm. facade of just drug after drug after drug um that's not quite w working and there's not really much more that that they can do rather than kind of symptom manage um so do you see a particular individual come through your door i see everything <laughs> that's the fun part about what i do um, I'm getting six-year-olds. I get newborns. Um, and I have a 99-year-old patient. So I have everything in between, from that to the end, some, from the birth to the grave. We, we get all of it because everybody wants to know what can I do outside of taking a medication. So we deal with kids with inner ear infections. What can you do besides me giving them another antibiotic? Um, you know, what can I do when I can't feel my hands and my feet and the drugs just numb me? What can I do? So absolutely. It's, it's, it's not better care, uh, because, you know, we need, still need allopathic medicine. Um, if I get in a car accident and I've got a bone coming through my arm, I'm not going to ask a chiropractor to adjust it. <laughs> I want an orthopedic surgeon to put that sucker back in just right. And I want the pain meds because I don't want to feel that. So, you know, I'm not of the mindset that you don't need drugs. You don't need this. You don't, you don't need surgeries. You can do everything with a good Atlas adjustment. Baloney. <laughs> it's got to be the right doctor for the right injury. And so better care. I don't, I don't really think it's better care anymore. I think it's informed care, you know, because you can have good care for something, but it's still not the right care. You can have a great experience, but it still wasn't what you really needed. So for me, I think patients want to know, I think they want to be informed. What are my options? And unfortunately in all around the world, we have a healthcare system that if you want to go to the orthopedist, what's he going to do? He's going to do orthopedic work. He's going to cut you. If you go to a pain management doctor, what's he going to do? He's going to give you medications and maybe a pain pump. That's what he does. So it's like what they say. If, 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 if you go to a carpenter and he has a hammer, what's he going to do with it? He's going to hit a nail. So if you go to a certain type of practitioner, that's what you're going to get. So the concept of what is it that you really need? Let's have that conversation. And what I like about an integrated approach is we have clinical team meetings. This is a patient I have. What are your thoughts, everybody? It, and I've worked with exercise physiologists. I, I have these teenage track runners that are high-end state uh, national champions that have hip pain. 
and we get them better and back within a couple weeks and they're able to compete. We had one young man that kept having hip pain coming back. He tore his hamstrings. This kept happening. My exercise physiologist guy is evaluating him after we get his hamstring healed and come to find out the year before he broke his ankle. So it never been rehabbed right. So every time he stepped down, he was tearing his hamstring. So an orthopedic surgeon would have said, well, let's just freeze up that ankle or let's attach that hamstring. So you've got to have a team approach to say, this is the problem. How is everybody looking at that problem and coming up with a solution for that patient? And everybody is different. And that's one of the biggest things. I'm not one of those chiropractors that have four or five tables in a room and everybody's laying down and they all get the same treatment. I look at the patient. What is it that you need? What is it that you want? What do you want to have done? I want yeah. to sleep better. I want to move better. I want to have more energy, that kind of thing. Absolutely. I think so. patients just want to be listened to and cared for in a manner that is not across the desk from somebody who, you know, has got not a whole lot of tools to even pull from to, to really, really deeply help an individual. But, you know, the, a functional model like you're talking about having multiple multiple different practitioners in the same practice you're not having to go across town to your chiropractor and across town to your nutritionist and then you know to your osteopath or whatever mm -hmm. you're filling in one intake form and those practitioners are under the same roof they're having conversations about different um about different patients and yeah that functional model is just like a phenomenal it's without question the the potential future of healthcare if we actually really want to care about getting people healthier and getting them invested in their own um health to take care of yes. themselves it, it's it's without question the, the the way that we give power back to the to the patient where they can become their own doctor you know their own teacher so yeah i'm i'm very very mm -hmm. glad that you exist and your practice exists because if we have more of those <laughs> in every town across the world um we're gonna have um a much healthier population we're gonna have national health care costs just absolutely plummet yeah, it just it's a massively beneficial all right. around, but yeah, we'll we'll see. So that's yeah, that's I'm one of for the that's, that's long term thinking. Yeah, and it's something that I've been thinking about since I got out of residency because I I read a lot about our healthcare system and how many people use the ER as their form of healthcare. <laughs> you know, and it's like that's too late. Let's not do it once you're ready to die. Let's come up with a better solution. And this was 30 plus years ago, and it was an ER doctor writing this book. He goes, we're not doing health care. We are absolutely doing sick care. We're dealing with it right when it becomes a problem and people are going to die. And we haven't dealt with it from the beginning. And, and that's, the, that's the exciting part about this. But unfortunately, um, our insurance system doesn't really support that model. So what I'm looking at, too, is, OK, how do we support a health perspective? And and I've seen it work. And that's where you have major medical like like you're talking about a national health care system that takes care of the emergencies. You got in a car accident, you know, you have to go to the emergency or you have your heart attack or all these things that all of a sudden you have to be at the hospital to survive. We all need to have that access. But then we need a separate one where the patient takes responsibility for it. So it's like a health savings account where they're putting money into it every month 
and it continues to grow and it can only be used for certain things specific to healthcare. Can't be used for cigarettes. <laughs> it can't be used for alcohol. You know, it can't be used for fast food. It has no. to actually be a legitimate healthcare supplementation, acupuncture, massages, whatever it is. Um, and one of my caveats to it would be at the end of a couple of years and you have your your um, enough money in there to take care of a big deductible with major medical, use a percentage of it to go on a mental vacation where you actually can take that and take a vacation with it that's pre-taxed that helps you with your mental status too. So it's a whole perspective of how we can start taking care of ourselves and people don't do that. And it has to be driven some way and I'm hoping that we come up with a solution like that. Yeah, just looking at these systems, these grand complicated systems, whether that's the National Health Service you've got over here in the UK or um, your structures over in America, you know, Canada is quite similar to, to the US as well. But the last word that I would describe any of those systems is functional. That is the last word I'd use to describe it. And, yeah, and there's many, not. many reasons. There's many, <laughs> many. Not. Yeah, there's so many reasons for that. But to you know i mean and i i think they're all just treading water at this point and they're just you know it's it's just so mm -hmm. it's just gone so far the other way that it, it seems impossible to come back but there are without question there are solutions out there and there are people like you who are um who are making an example of that solution so that's that's amazing but i want to talk about pain a little bit i want you to could you give us an introduction okay. to kind of like what pain is what's actually happening in the body biochemically bioelectronically like what's going on there so, yeah, when I saw your question about pain, um, that is a real issue. I mean, and, and as chiropractors, we always said we don't treat pain. But the reality of it is people come to see us because they're in pain. <laughs> so if, if you don't acknowledge pain, uh, you're doing a disservice to the patient. So... When we talk about pain, you've got to clarify what that means. Because um, over the years, I've learned there's so much associated with pain. Um, what, what does the pain feel like, right? Is it achy, throbby, sharp, tingling? What, what are all those? Um, how long does it last? Is it always on, constant, often on certain times of the day? Um, does it cause any type of pain down your arms? Does it radiate? All of those things specific to what pain is to you. And when you define what is pain, all it is is a signal. It's a signal that something isn't working right. Uh, it's, it's an irritation to a nerve in a part of your body that says, you need to pay attention to me. And that's the thing that people will ignore pain or unfortunately, in our healthcare system, we block pain. We cover it up. And I don't want you to cover it up. I want to know what your pain is. I want you to come in with your pain. If you come in with a bunch of hydrocodone, or you're on Oxy, or you're on 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, and you come in and you say, oh, I feel fine today. <laughs> well, yeah. It's because your body's not feeling anything. So 
in in our practice, we want people to have their pain. Um, not for long periods of time, of course, because most people can't handle pain for long periods of time. You can't sleep. You get irritable. Um, all the secondary issues come from having pain. So, you know, having uh, all the different modalities we have in our practice to calm down the nerves to, to say, we understand that there's an injury. You don't have to be painful anymore. And that's really what our body's doing. It's just trying to tell us something. And us as healthcare practitioners, we need to determine, is that pain because there's something really, really wrong happening? Like you're having a stroke or a heart attack? Um, do you have an internal bleed? Do you have a, a nerve that is being crushed from a car accident? Those are things telling us that there's a major issue. But the majority of the time, the patients that we see, my back hurts, my knee hurts, my shoulder hurts, I have a headache. It's not specific. It's really vague and not really like this is exactly the reason why I'm having pain. So my perspective about pain is we get it to tell us something, but then we need to move through it. We need to get active. That's why we have our name Active Life. We need to get moving. And if we move the majority of the time, our bodies will adjust to that pain and do what it needs. And I, again, don't want them taking the medications. And I've had patients say, well, what if I take this so I can go do something? I said, how are you going to know if you overdo it? I said, if you don't have pain and you go for that hike, and then the next day you can't get out of bed because you hurt so bad, that's not a legitimate thing too. The pain is to tell you to stop. <laughs> so I, I tell people, people that if you really are in pain, take something at night so you can sleep. You've got to sleep. That's how you heal. But normally, I want you icing. 10 minutes of ice every hour. Numbs the nerves, reduces the inflammation, and then slowly bring it back. Ice again. And when I have patients do that, they go, oh, that really worked. When I have patients come in and said, I used heat. Oh, I went in a jacuzzi the other day. And I couldn't get out of bed the next day. I said, yeah, you really made that body mad. <laughs> you pissed it off because you created more inflammation. Use ice. So, you know, we have electrical stem units where we can numb the, numb the nerves, um, the icing. And of course, if, if a patient absolutely needs a medication for a short period of time, we provide that. Um, we also provide medical foods um, that allow for the body's natural ability to manage inflammation and pain and reduce it down. So because some people can't take pain meds. They just can't. So we get them on an anti-inflammatory that is a medical food that doesn't destroy the, the GI tract like Advil and Motrin and Ibuprofen, those, those kill your GI tract, give you internal ulcers. So you don't want to be taking those constantly. And so... I was um, just going to ask you about I'm not that. What are the, the long-term... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. What are the long-term side effects or um, associated effects of, t of taking pain meds or common pain meds for a long, long, long period of time? Because so well, many people Well, pain medications it. like your... high, Yeah. Your hydrocodones, it's your tolerance. That's, that's the problem with pain medications. I, I tell this to patients all the time. I said, you can be vitamin D deprived. 
You can be zinc, magnesium, all your elements, calcium, all of that could be deprived. But your body does not crave hydrocodone. <laughs> there aren't hydrocodone receptor sites in your body. You don't need it. It's just there to block the pain. It covers it up. So you don't know that you have it. The problem is intolerance. That if you keep taking it over time, you need more and more and more and more of it in order for your body not to feel the pain. Because your body is going to start getting rid of it faster because it doesn't belong there. So that is the long-term problem. That's how people get addicted. Because they keep having to take more and more and more. And people overdose on this stuff because they've taken so much that it shuts everything down. So that's, when it comes to pain medications, that's the fear of it. It needs to be used in a limited dose. And, you know, I, I'm really into active care, exercise. We get physical, we start walking, we start doing all these things and you titrate off of the pain meds and substitute it for natural anti-inflammatories using ice. And I tell patients, we might have to take you through a period of increased pain for your body to get over this injury. That's when we'll use those other modalities, those other medications, so that you can handle the increase in pain as you're going through that, that healing process. So it's, it's, it has to be managed. It can't, I've talked to practitioners that patients are on these pain meds six, 10, 12 years. And they're numb. They don't feel anything anymore. And that's, that's, that's absolutely dangerous. You know, and that's, that's, and as you probably know, here in the United States, we got a big opiate uh, epidemic. You know, people are dying from overprescribed narcotics. So we really try to pull that back. And if you get it in a people's mindset, that you can work through the pain as long as we've determined that that pain isn't because there's a major problem, then we can get through. Amazing. So you're without question working in a, you know, in a holistic fashion. So what's the difference between a holistic chiropractor and then let's just say a conventional chiropractor? Yeah, I love, I love that question. <laughs> in the United States, uh, when I first started, um, they, we were called straight chiropractors and mixers. And, you know, chiropractic was founded in the early 1900s by B.J. Palmer. Uh, and it was a fluke how he, he realized that if you moved and put motion into a, a, a vertebral joint, there was effects on the nervous system. And we've learned so much since then, of course. Um, but the and when i first got into chiropractic there were a lot of kids that were kids of chiropractors and they were anti-vaccines and anti-medications and everything allopathic was you know terrible and the only way to live was through chiropractic those are straight chiropractors they don't do anything else but adjust the spine and um that's great uh but not every patient just needs that. Uh, if you've ever had somebody come in with a hot, flared up, low back, bent over, using a walker, you can't adjust into that. You have to use electrical stem. You have to use some heat at that time. You have to use different modalities and adjustment tools. 
to help that patient, that's a mixer. I, I would be considered a mixer chiropractor because I do whatever is appropriate for that patient at that time. And I use multiple modalities, multiple forms of getting movement into the joint. And over the years, I found out not everybody likes to be manually adjusted. Uh, they don't like the sound. They don't like the feel. Um, it takes a lot of force to get a joint to move. Where I have instruments that move faster than I can that don't take as much force. So they're, I'm able to adjust. You know, 70-year-old women with osteoporosis. You would never touch that manually. Um, or, you know, 90 year old patients that their spines look absolutely terrible on x-ray, but I could still adjust them with these other tools. So I think as a profession, um, most chiropractors are moving away from just being an adjuster. Um, because it, to me, you're not being a physician, you're being a mechanic, you know, and you're just doing the same thing to every single person and not every single person's the same. They're, they're just not. So that's the distinctive difference. Yeah, I've been to, yeah, that, I mean, I love the mechanic phrase you use there. That's fantastic. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've moved around quite a lot and whenever I like, you know, do settle down somewhere, I need to find a good chiropractor and, mm. you know, I'll, I'll usually go to a couple before I find <laughs> that, that right person um yeah because yeah you know if if, if that my pro right. and i know i know quite a lot about my, my i know a lot about my body but i also know a lot about the human body and if my chiropractor isn't talking to me about my nervous system about my stress levels about my muscle system about how much i exercise about what i eat you know if they're not asking those key questions and they're just like you know hi how are you oh, i've got lower back pain okay you know lie down face down and then you know crack bang wallop like that's just not serving anyone. Bang <laughs> wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, I thought you did. You say wallop or did you say crack bang? Give me your wallet. <laughs> no, I said I said crack bang wallet, but I think I think wallet is a little bit more uh, is a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can, you can you can take that. That's good. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, that's I, like just, that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to categorize that type of care because it's 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 just poor it's loose it's yeah it's just I, i'm just yeah there's, mm -hmm. and there's, there's too many there's too many chiropractors out there doing that and it gives it gives the whole industry a really a really poor name yeah i don't i don't disagree with you but i think what's going to happen um and not only do i like getting on podcasts and we're developing how we can get more information out there but i talk to a lot of doctors a lot of chiropractors and then a lot of medical practitioners over the years with my different businesses. And when you've been out long enough, you realize that I can't just do it like that. And there's a lot of chiropractors coming to me and saying, what else can I do? How can I be a healthcare practitioner? You know, how can I actually be a physician and not this, you know, tradesman? Uh, because the difference between a professional and a tradesman is the professional's trying to get rid of his profession. You know, we're trying to get our business so well tuned and that people don't need us anymore because they're doing so well. Where a tradesman will always need to be needed because they never solve a problem. The problem keeps coming back. So you have to keep going back. And that's the distinction for me is that I don't... <laughs> 
people say, well, why do you have to keep going back to chiropractors three times a week for the rest of your life? And I always like to have this joke. And I said, well, with me, you don't. I said, you come to me a couple times and then this is the solution for you. You go find yourself an island somewhere where there's no stress and all your staff brings you your meals and you frolic in the ocean and lay out on the beach getting your vitamin D. The only time you're going to need to see me is when you invite me to the island. (laughs) If you can't do that, then you will have to come back and see me because you're going to sleep wrong in that couch where you fell asleep. You're going to be a weekend warrior and you're going to fall off your mountain bike. You're going to be living your life, so you will have to see me. The difference is I want to get you to the point where your body can handle whatever comes at it. I don't want you so banged up that when you do injure yourself, it's even worse. So I get you to a good point of homeostasis and your body's doing great. You're moving well. You have no pain. You're on proper nutrition. You've got a good exercise program. I'll see you in four to six weeks, which makes sure nothing else has happened. And then you go back out on your life. And then you know when you've fallen off that bike or you've tripped on that curb, I need to go see Dr. Walder if I really don't feel well. That's the difference. So it's it's an educational thing and uh, it's making sure patients understand that, yeah, you no longer have pain. We don't want pain. But guess what? Why can't you turn around to look behind you when you're trying to back up? That joint isn't working right and eventually you're going to get pain. Let's get it before you have pain. And over the years, it's hilarious because I'll get patients that'll be consistent for a while and then they'll stay away for six months and they'll come back in excruciating pain. I said, I haven't seen you in six months. I know, I know. I said, well, guess what? I'm now going to have to see you three times a week for the next couple of weeks to get you out of this phase where if you would have come every month for six months, you wouldn't have been here. The only difference is you're still going to have to pay me for 12 visits. The only thing is you had to go through the pain. I didn't. <laughs> so you decide you want to pay me now or you want to pay me later. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, it's that you've got to be, you have to be in a position to be um, willing to invest in yourself and recognizing that pain is, well, pain is, pain is, pain is, pain is normal. It's a part of life. But it's a message, as you say, you know, it's it's your body communicating to you that Mm -hmm. something is either fractionally wrong or something is seriously wrong. And again, to see a a professional like you who's taking everything into consideration, um, getting kind of to the bottom of that. And, you know, it takes it takes some time and it takes some energy and some money and some commitment to undo maybe 10 years of bad behaviors of like, you know, sleeping poorly or not exercising or exercising incorrectly. Right. Um, As you say, like, you know sitting at a desk for five days and then just ripping it as hard as you possibly can for 48 hours. You know, that's, I'm not quite sure we were ever intended to do <laughs> right. that. But, um, in, oh, yeah, it's funny. I've got this one patient. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, carry on. No, please. You've got this one patient. Yeah. I got this one patient. He's like 72 years old and he's bent over like this. Well, he used to clean carpets for, I don't know how many years. So he's like this. I'm working on getting his shoulders back and working on his back. And he goes, how much longer is this going to take? I said, how long were you cleaning carpets? He said, 20 years. I said, only take half of that. <laughs> Give me 10 years. I'll fix you. So it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like people said, well, 
they, I just gave them one adjustment. They said, it still hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, how long did you have this problem? Oh, I've had it for a couple months. And you expect one adjustment. I said, I've seen it happen, but it's not, it's rare. Don't expect one adjustment. I said, it will take us a little time. Setting those expectations yeah, the, is also another yeah. really important thing. That's that allopathic mindset that we have as patients. You know, we want to go and see the doctor and we want to get something to fix us in hours or days. Right. You know, we don't want to, right. we don't want to have to go to a practitioner and pay our money and expect to be fixed right away. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the mindset we have in our culture of these quick fixes, but we have to really switch that out because it's like taking a pill off a doctor, you know, sometimes absolutely necessary, but there's no personal internal right. growth there. There's no like big epiphany of like, oh, okay, maybe I need to spend less time watching Netflix at night and maybe I should do, do a little yoga session or maybe I should meditate or maybe I should have an ice bath, you know, like there's no, in, there's no epiphany with that, something like that. And when people really make big lifestyle changes, it usually comes from a trauma or a tragedy or something significantly emotional that you know, sparks a completely new frequency within their body that goes, oh, okay, I need to I need to do something here. I need to change the way that I do things. But it takes a lot of time for people to shift out of that um, that quick fix mm -hmm. mentality, whether they are going to an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or a nutritionist, you know, because we are going up against decades of subconsciously built habits. That's right. We fire and wire our brain in a very particular way. And if we want to make those significant changes that you're talking about, you know, going against 20 years of like, you know, occupational hazard of, you know, bent over cleaning carpets for 20 years i mean i can only imagine the damage that's going to do on somebody's back you have to imagine that's going to take years yep. of, of, of good hard work to to shift that out but i want to ask you about 2022 what are the primary causes of our pain these days that you're seeing well after the whole covid uh, epidemic uh, pandemic i think it's inactivity um, and people are trying to get back and be active again. Um, but as you and I both know, once you stop, it's really hard to get active again. <laughs> it's really hard to take off that COVID-20, you know, and it's unfortunate that we're all going to just have to bite the bullet this year and really get out there and get moving. And that's why... I like our, our name active life because it's really about being active. If, if you're not active and moving, you're dead. It, it, it's just our whole body shuts down. Why do you think in hospitals, the nurses have to turn patients? Because no matter what, even if we're injured, we have to be moving or our body just does not function. So for me, the biggest thing is one is stress. Everybody's trying to make up for lost time, you know, between kids and our professions and doing stuff online. And does that really work? And there's just so there's so much uncertainty still, I think. Um, so definitely the stress levels and the inactivity and you add those two things together, then that just starts going into a whole bunch of stuff. We're dealing with obesity. We're dealing with alcoholism we're dealing with abuse because people are around each other too much and they're not getting out vitamin d depletion because we're not outside 
So 2020 is going to be about resetting that, you know, getting out there, being active, get out of your house and start doing something with your life. And, you know, I'm 56. I've done sports. I've done martial arts. I power lifted. I've done all these different things. And my biggest recommendation for people is don't do something that's going to hurt you. Um, don't overdo it. I like to box. I like to do a lot of things, but don't get so gung ho over one thing that, that you hurt yourself. Um, I've got buddies in their fifties that mountain bike and I'm like, dude, why, why are you mountain biking? And the one friend of mine, he falls over the top of his bike coming downhill with his girlfriend that's 15 years younger than him. And he comes in there and I'm doing this thing called deep tissue laser, trying to heal his shoulder. He ends up having to go have surgery. I said, man, you're too old for this. I said, stay on flat land. Don't jump over rocks. Two months later, after surgery, he does it again on the same shoulder. I'm like, so that's what I'm talking about. I mean, we need to get out there, but don't go crazy. <laughs> Take your time. Go out for walks. Take your dog out for a walk. Start slow and be consistent. Consistency is the key. You know, don't go trying to run a you know, 20 mile marathon and go, why in the hell are my calves hurt? <laughs> why is my back hurt? I mean, I, I work with a guy and basically his trainer, he just ran the Boston Marathon. And I keep him healthy, able to move. And that's our motto, better life through motion. I mean, that's how we live is by moving. Even when you're sitting, I have patients moving, doing pelvic tilts, moving their body, even while they're sitting. You know, we've been on this call for 40 minutes. Now I'm starting to do pelvic tilts so my back doesn't lock up and I'm not leaning over. Yeah, keeping that core going, man, keeping everything moving. And so to me, that's the biggest thing in 2020 is let's get moving. That's, that's the biggest thing. Let's get moving. Let's get outside no matter what it is, find what's good for you that you can be consistent with that doesn't hurt your body. Swimming, kayaking, biking, you know, don't go mountain climbing. <laughs> don't, don't do these things, you know, at a certain point in your life that are going to really destroy your body. It's not worth it. You know, it's just not, it's not worth getting hurt. I don't ski anymore. And we have these beautiful ski resorts. I don't. All I need to do is twist my knee one way and I'm out for months and I can't see patients. I can't practice. So I'm very risk adverse anymore in my life. I can't mess with these. <laughs> no, I like it. Smart man. I think that's so very, that's very good to be advice. Conscientious of. Yeah. And we need Thank to you. be reestablishing our connection with, with our bodies, with ourselves, uh, with the outside world, with nature. Mm -hmm. Like connectivity is without question 100%. like a really powerful uh, motivation for everything, whether you're talking about your neurons and your brain cells reconnecting and firing and wiring in different ways and then connecting with your community, connecting with yeah nature and the you know the the wonderful things that surround us that we're absolutely supposed to be connected to and communicating at all times, and yeah, when you take a year or two years of of inactivity and you know lockdown and just walls and walls and windows 
it's not it's not normal for our body to experience that and it will have no. side effects in the long term but you know our body is incredible it's resilient if we if we're, if we're careful yeah if we're certainly careful with it and we're gentle with ourselves and you know we know our limits and you know we shouldn't be just going out there and going crazy right away we can certainly bring our body into a really positive state of being and you know we can we can do great things i agree 100 percent. yeah we really are meant to be outside oh yeah there's no doubt about that i'm pretty sure there were humans before there were apartment buildings don't quote me on that but i'm pretty confident <laughs> Yeah, we did like caves, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's, that's very, very true. Um, well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, we're going we're gonna to finish up there, Dr. Tom. Really appreciate your time. Can you let us know how we can connect with you if we want to learn more about active life and all the amazing functional things that you do there? Yeah, our website is activelifereno.com. And uh, one of our, my biggest passions is peripheral neuropathy, people that can't feel their hands and their feet. Uh, so we have a website called activelifeneuro.com and it goes into neuropathy and how that all works. So if people have any issues where they can't feel their feet, they can't feel their hands, uh, there's no solution in the allopathic arena. They just want to give people gabadone or gabapentin and Lyrica and those type of things. They just want to block the pain. We actually help rejuvenate people's blood flow. So that's, that's the one thing we can do anywhere throughout the world. We're able to help people with that. So it's one of our big passions right now versus here locally in Reno. So that's the one thing I can do for people. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure that we've got those links to your website and to your social media in our show notes but thanks again dr tom i really appreciate your time today I, I i enjoyed our conversation the same here very much it was a pleasure awesome well uh that is it for this episode everybody thank you so much for listening to true hope cast the official podcast of true hope canada as i said before all any information in regards to getting in contact with dr tom um towards his social media towards his website you can check out the show notes for all of those links don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. If you're listening on iTunes, you can leave a little review if you want. It takes a couple of minutes. Very, very helpful. But that is it for this week. We will see you next week. Cheers.